It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Introducing Built to Last, a new podcast by American Express. I'm Elaine Welteroth, and I'm excited to host the debut season where we will be deep diving into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Through these important conversations, we'll hear how the Black business leaders of our past have inspired today's Black-owned small businesses and communities. Join us for the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Thursday. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm James Erpine. Richard Skinner, Local 12, covers the Bengals here in Cincinnati. You're going to hear part of my interview with him coming up in like two minutes here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app. Every single podcast posted at LockedOnBengals.com. Thank you so much for making this podcast part of your day. And uh, I want to start with what I, I asked because I, I didn't get to go to minicamp. I missed out on minicamp, but I've talked to multiple people who have been at minicamp. And one thing that I thought um, stood out to me, and I I talked about this yesterday, was the Bengals' backup quarterback situation. And and so it's something I I talked to Richard Skinner about earlier today on on my show on ESPN 1530. It airs every single weekday, noon to one on ESPN 1530. That's also, you can listen to it. Like live, if you want, on the iHeartRadio app. And and to me, the biggest concern I have, right tackle, backup quarterback. If Andy gets hurt, what happens? Who's going to protect Andy from getting hurt at right tackle? I have no clue. And those are two of the the many concerns. Obviously, injuries always matter, whether it's John Ross or Tyler Eifert, etc. But I caught up with with Richard Skinner of Local 12 and Local12.com. And I, I simply asked him, and this is about five minutes long. The first question I asked him is, is what his biggest takeaway was from Bengals minicamp. Hey, a couple of things. I, I was really impressed uh, talking with Frank Pollock. I, I talked to him briefly at the draft. I did not go to the combine. This was kind of the first time to, to, to talk with him. And I thought he was I, – I, I liked his energy. I, I liked a lot of the things. I talked to Trey Hopkins for a period of time about, about Frank Pollock, and, and he, he liked a lot of the things he was doing. And I think, again, it's just it's a different voice, right? It's a different, mm-hmm. it's a different way of doing things. It's a different style. You know, they're, they're trying to get – get their hands on, on guys a little quicker than, than what they did in the past and, and not to get too technical, but they're, they're just they're trying different things up front because that's the way Frank does things. But his comments on, on Cedric Abway were interesting. I think on one hand he was praising him. On the other hand, he knows the jury is still out. Um, uh, I, I did like what he said. He said, listen, i got to take advantage of that guy's athleticism. Now, how he does that, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I think it's a guy that at least is trying to look and go, right, here's what Cedric is. Here's not what I have to do as a coach to make it work for him. Um, and if not, well, okay, I gave him, I gave him a fresh chance, and it, and it didn't work. So, so Frank really stood out to me. I thought the fact that the defense was really active in trying to create turnovers, uh, jumping routes. Um, they have this whole scoop, scoop, scoop thing, even on incomplete passes where they're, they're getting used, trying to get used to when a ball's on the ground, no matter how it got there, why it got there, you scoop it and you try to score with it. Um, they're just trying to set that kind of a tone because that's the, the thing they're trying to get out of, out of this, this new defense and, and Terrell Austin's defense being more aggressive turnover-wise. And just one guy who stood out to me, and I think to a lot of us, was, was the seventh-round pick wide receiver, Auden Tate. He's just mm-hmm. 
so big and physical, and he was so good in the red zone. You know, it's underwear football, so there's really there's no tackling. So it's hard to tell, is that linebacker doing a good job coming up and making a tackle? Is that running back running through a tackle? Is the blocking the way you need it to be? But you can tell a lot, you know, in, in passing and, and receivers and in coverage. And uh, Auden Tate, uh, I don't know if he makes this team just because it's a crowded position group, but, boy, he certainly opened some eyes, I think, not only among us, but among the coaching staff as well, that maybe he could be a – a viable red zone target just because he's so huge. Yeah, and they've struggled in the red zone you yeah, know, no the doubt. past couple of years, so that'd be interesting. And, and, and we don't know what we're getting out of Tyler Eifert, right? Yeah. I mean, he, there's your red zone guy, and if, if he can't go for whatever reason, maybe Auden Tate becomes that guy. Yeah, maybe he does. Do, do you buy into the, the national perception? It feels like the national media is as down on the Bengals as they've been in, in quite some time. Yeah, and, and I, I think I, 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 a couple times ago, I, I, I don't completely get that. I mean, this was a seven and nine team, which is not great, but you're you're hovering around the, the mediocre level, right? That that really I think has done a better job upgrading its roster. They've added a quality left tackle. They added a a, a better setter in theory. I, I think Billy Price may stink for all I know. I don't think he's going to, but hey, they've added a better center in the draft. So you've addressed two parts of the offensive line that that really needed to be addressed. Um, you you know you you've got a good core of guys back. The first-round pick from last year gave you nothing last year. He may give you nothing this year, but, hey, you've got a, a, basically a fresh start for a first-round pick from, from last year. If Tyler Eifert comes back, you've got a Pro Bowl-caliber tight end coming back. I, I, I guess I don't, I don't quite get that. This isn't a roster that, that lost a ton of guys to free agency this year. Yeah, last year you lost two key offensive linemen, and they paid for it. Well, guess what? They addressed at least one of those positions, and then they, you know fixing the center spot. Uh, it, 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 yeah, it surprises me a little. I guess I do get it because you, you know how this league goes in cycles. You go to five straight playoffs and then back-to-back losing years. Usually that means you're heading back down. I don't think that way. I still think this is a pretty solid roster that's actually gotten gotten a whole lot better from, from last season. Now, I don't think that's a 12-win team, but I do think it's a team that, that does contend for a playoff berth. Yeah, I, I certainly think they can. It just It's dependent on... On a, a ton, obviously health-wise, you could say that about any team. Sure. The, the one thing I, I think is interesting, going under the radar, do you think the Bengals are comfortable with their backup quarterbacks? Uh, no. Um, I, I would tell you this. I thought both Matt Barkley and um, um, Jeff Driscoll struggled in minicamp, and, and really uh, uh, Logan Woodside got very few reps, and I don't think it was because of the DUI. It's just That's the nature of the beast. I mean, he's the fourth guy. And in a minicamp, you just don't have a ton of reps. Um, so he's just not, he, he got very limited reps. Um, you know, so I, I, I do not think that they are. Um, I think that is a, a, a little causing. So, I mean, let's say Andy's been a, a really durable guy. Um, you know, the, really the only injury he suffered was that fluke broken thumb on, a, on, you know, he tried to make a tackle on an interception return. So he's been very, very durable. But yeah, if Andy Dalton went out for any period of time with what you've got in this roster, uh, that is, you talk about a huge downgrade. You know, before you, you at least felt comfortable AJ McCarron was competent to go into a game and, and perform, you know, maybe not beat up echelon teams, maybe not uh, win you games, but he was at least competent. I, I, I have my doubts about the, the backups unless they do something to wow me in, in training camp and preseason. Do you think they go and maybe try to sign a backup? I, I would. I, there's no way I would go I with, with Matt Barkley. I, I look, the only thing, James, is you've already gone through OTAs and, and, and minicamp with two guys learning your system. You want to cram it down somebody's throat in a training camp setting. You can do it. It's not impossible to do, but you know, usually their MO has been, you know, bring in Jason Campbell, let him go through the entire offseason, let him learn, let him be ready in case we need him. 
Um, you know, McCarron was sitting there waiting in the wings, kind of taking that one redshirt year, and then voila, here, here he is as the backup because he's been through the system. Yeah. I, I just, I, I guess I, I would tell you I don't see that happening just because Ugh. they've already gone through the whole off season with these guys. I think it's, it's basically one of the three of them wins the backup role, and and whether they're comfortable with it or not, that that maybe isn't going to matter. That that's your backup, and maybe the thought is. You lose Andy Dalton anyway, well, it's not going to make any difference. That's Richard Skinner. I caught up with him earlier today on ESPN 1530. There's a lot to unpack there. From the beginning when he talked about Frank Pollock, which I thought was interesting, to the middle with Auden Tate, to the end with the backup quarterback position. Uh, I get that part. You've heard me rant about that part. Let's talk about Auden Tate, and let's talk about Frank Pollock next on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey, what's happening? It's your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. If you didn't get in on that, what are you doing? No, but seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boost, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who these teams are. We know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code LOCKEDON to get your deposit match halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. This podcast is brought to you by Carvana. In the age of online retailers, buying a car should be no different. And that's why Carvana invented a brand new way for you to buy a car. That's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made the purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door, or you can go and pick it up from one of the coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy, ensuring that you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check it out, the nation's fastest growing auto retailer at Carvana.com, C-A-R-V-A-N-A.com, Carvana.com. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me, switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't want to do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. Support for this podcast comes from The First One with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. 
What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. It's almost like sometimes before you even get in the industry, it's like you set up to fail. And there's so many moments where you can win, and the winning is great, but it's so many things that you go through to get to the win and so much more who tell their stories about the first hits that took them to the next level, changed their life, overlooked to being overbooked. When I was recording the song, I already knew it was going to be a global hit. And I'm not joking, my G. I really felt it inside of me. I was like, I just can't wait to see a number one. Join me every Thursday with the first one drops only on Amazon Music. Let's go. We want the best of both worlds. We want a hybrid. A smarter hybrid cloud approach with IBM helps retailers manage supply chains with Watson AI while predicting demands with ease. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Yeah, I keep hearing about Frank Pollock and this intensity that he has. And heck, I talked, you heard Trey Hopkins on this very podcast and my conversation with him. And he said intense is the perfect word to describe him. Look, I hope so. I hope he can fix Cedric Abwehi. And by fix, I just mean make him competent. That's the goal, right? Like, no one's expecting Cedric Abwehi to be an all-pro or Jake Fisher to be an all-pro. Can one of those guys be an average starting right tackle? If so, the Bengals' offensive line is pretty good. The left side has the potential to be great. Uh, Their center spot with Billy Price, I think, is going to be definitely upgraded. Russell Bodine. I don't think people realize how bad Russell Bodine was. Russell Bodine was awful. And now he's out there snapping the ball to uh, A.J. McCarron up there in Buffalo. I feel sorry for A.J. McCarron. And 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 honestly, it stinks for both sides, backup quarterback-wise. A.J. McCarron would be much better off here in Cincinnati for one more year, and then he could test the market next year because there's going to be many more openings next year and less quarterbacks to fill those voids right there's there just is there were so many quarterbacks that were switching and he had nowhere to go and he was left without a chair it was like musical chairs and the music stopped so he had to go to buffalo anyways i think that frank pollock the goal and you heard richard there what can i get with his athleticism and that's going to be it i I assume they're going to try to get him out in space some at at the tackle spot try to move him a little bit It's just, to me, intense is the word, right? And that's the exact opposite of what a way he's been. His toughness has been questioned. People have wondered about that. Can Frank Pollock, he's not going to make him tougher. Can he make him more aggressive? Can't make someone tougher. You can make him more aggressive. You can make them less afraid. And I'm not calling Cedric Abwehi afraid. I don't know. But if he is, you can coach that out of him. You know, I mean, at some point you can't like the the middle school kid that gets into fights all the time. Well, he probably gets into fights all the time because at one point his brother or a kid that you don't know or something that happened punched him in the face and rocked his world. (laughs) And then after that, he's not afraid of getting punched in the face because it's happened. How do you get Cedric Abwehi to that point where he's playing to his full potential? And I think his full potential Starter, spot starter, that's fine. Same thing with Jake Fisher. You just need one of them to pan out, Bobby Hart. You need one of those three guys to be a competent right tackle and to stay healthy. That That's it. That's the reality of it. If they can find that, if Frank Pollock can do that, 
that would be great. As for Auden Tate, I think it's very interesting, very intriguing, because Cody Core certainly has the edge because of special teams. Cody Core didn't catch a pass last year, and I'm not going to Google it. I'm 99% sure he didn't catch a pass. If Auden Tate shows well in the preseason, shows well in training camp, he should make the team over a special teamer. The, the Bengals have so many special teamers that could potentially contribute from a Brandon Wilson to d- different running backs, different uh, safety. They have all these different guys who can contribute on special teams. What I'm looking for is a guy that can help contribute on the field, on offense, on an offense that was 32nd in the league in total offense next year. And you might say, well, James, there's not enough room for him. In my opinion, there might not be enough room for Cody Core. That's the odd man out if you look. If I'm looking for a guy. And who knows, maybe Darius Phillips is so good return-wise that it makes Alex Erickson expendable. But I think Alex Erickson is much more valuable in the slot as like a backup slot-wide receiver behind LaFell and Boyd, or Boyd and LaFell, however you want to order them, than Cody Core is as a backup on the field on offense anywhere, period. So Alex Erickson is is more valuable to an offense, to this offense. He's shown something. He caught passes last year. Did Cody Core? The answer is no. So Auden Tate, I think he's got a shot. I do. I think he's got a shot to win that last job, that last wide receiver job. He's going to have to be impressive. He's going to have to show up and show out. I do think it's possible, though. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Please, please, please subscribe. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. The iHeartRadio app. Leave us five-star review on iTunes. It's four and a half stars right now. It's four and a half. And uh, I want to get it up to five. I'm very competitive. It'll get the word out. It'll get the word out about the Locked On Bengals podcast. In fact, if you could, tell a Bengals fan that you know about us, about what we do at LockedOnBengals.com, about what we do here with the podcast daily. Because it's the number one spot for training camp coverage. I'm letting you know now. Like I'm dead serious. It's going to be, and, I, and you're going to get tired of me saying it if you listen to the podcast daily. This is the number one spot for training camp coverage, from videos to write-ups to exclusive interviews to the podcast itself. It is going to be off the chain, and it's less than a month away. Thank you so much for listening. Back at it tomorrow. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild-card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds' hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020 and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.